Hello and welcome to the Toddcast in a uh, segment that I'm calling Todd About Town. Um, I have decided to slap in the old uh, iPhone earbuds, not AirPods because I'm not that cool, uh, but the old earbuds and uh, see how well this will work as I walk about town, um, specifically on my lunch break, um, walking to lunch as I often do. And um, whenever I start a new segment, my custom is to get stupid meta about, you know, the gear I'm using and the likelihood of background noise and what that's going to be like or not. And I'll probably say something like, oh, this may never get aired if it sounds like garbage. Um, So let's just assume that I've done those things um, and move on with the rest of our, you know, our situation here. but as I said, I am uh, currently walking through the streets of not the central super populous downtown portion of Columbus, Ohio, but it's still downtown. So, you know, the streets and, you know, the, the car noises and buses and miscellaneous whatnot you hear are all authentic uh, and not necessarily here for your listening pleasure. They're probably more of a distraction and an annoyance than anything, but... It is what it is, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to walk around town with specialized gear to noise dampen all of this, even if such a thing existed and I, you know, could afford it. I, my whole jam is doing this crap while I'm doing other stuff, so. Yeah, big old trucks. Um. So I'm going to work uh, my way towards some back streets, I think is probably the better move. Um, for really, for all parties concerned. Um, one, for the audio aspect of it. And two, because while we do live in a day and age where folks often can be seen walking the street with some sort of earphones in and you know generally talking to themselves, and you can make the, what is most likely the, the correct assumption that... Uh, you know, they're on the phone talking to someone. Um, it still seems a little odd. Um, you know, um, it's better than, you know, holding my phone up parallel to the ground, like a little platter up to my face to talk into it. Like I'm on speaker, like some people do. I'm pretty sure I've ranted about that previously. Um, but it's still a little weird to be walking about out and about in public you know, sort of talking to myself, which is essentially what I'm doing. Um, Like I said, to random passers-by who, you know, are really just sort of passing me by for a brief moment, I'm sure they're, you know, fairly well reassured that, you know, oh, he's just on the phone talking to somebody. Um, You know, if someone were actually following along with me, uh, listening to, you know, this sort of stream of conscious situation of me rambling into into this like they are. Um, there would be a couple things wrong with that. Um, not least of which, there's somebody following me around. Um, I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with that. Um, but, uh, you know, the other piece of that would be if they were to hear me, it's like, wow, this guy just never shuts up. Uh, you need to give the other person, you know, room to get a word in edgewise, which doesn't really apply to the situation because, you know, it's a recording. 
Um, I was just spared the awkwardness of standing at a street corner waiting for the signal to turn and having a person right next to me in the you know situation I just described listening to me ramble on. Uh, and I was saved by that, by his uh, valiant efforts of jaywalking, um, which I do not endorse at all. I, I speak pretty highly against that sort of thing, generally speaking. Um, even though in this case that spared me some, you know, awkwardness. It's not safe. Don't do it. Uh, wait for the dang signal. It's, it's not that hard. Um, sticking to crosswalks. You know, it's for your safety and for everybody else's. So, but anyway, um, I'm hoping that having crossed the street that I just did with the signal and in the crosswalk, as previously mentioned, um, hopefully this is going to get me into, you know, the quieter segments of, uh, what they refer to as German village, uh, here in Columbus, uh, a little less traffic, a little less stuff going on. Um, so I can, you know, hear myself think. And so you can hear me think out loud without a bunch of nonsense background noise, I guess is, is the goal there. So don't really have a whole heck of a lot on my mind specifically to talk about as I ramble along. Um, this was sort of a thing I decided to do sort of on a goof. Hey, you're going to go for lunch like I normally do. Um, you don't currently have an audiobook you're listening to. You don't have any, you know, podcasts stored up. And all of your music that you've acquired recently, you've already run through your you know, ranking system, Todd, what are you going to do? Eh, let's try podcasting. Let's see how this works. Um, I feel like I tried this once before on a limited run and it was very windy and the audio was crap. And it also seemed like every two feet, somebody was trimming a hedge or mowing a lawn or something. And it was just, just unlistenable. Um, and this may be also, but figured what the heck, um, I'm walking anyway. All this kind of garbage is going to be running through my head. I'll just say it out loud into a, you know, a microphone. We'll see how that goes. So, you know. Um, anywho. Um, audiobooks. I enjoy them. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm currently in between audiobooks. Uh, I'm one of those guys that, uh, well, how do I best describe this? Consumes most of his media for free, I guess is the, the best descriptor there. Um, I have gotten audiobooks through through the normal means, uh, you know, downloaded off of Audible. Um, I think a couple times at like a half price books or something, I've, I've bought, you know, books on CD. Um, and I even have a, a faint memory from my... I guess it was my youth. I mean, I was in the Navy, so I wasn't that young, but uh, compared to now, I guess I was, um, of actually having book on actual tape. Um, I feel like it was <sighs> Douglas Adams' Starship Titanic, which was not actually written by Douglas Adams. Um, <laughs> uh, and I feel like because it was a video game that Douglas Adams did make, but he conscripted somebody else to do the book. And then 
read the audiobook. So I had that other person, uh, one, of, one of the Pythons, uh, I believe, wrote and then read the, uh, the audiobook version. And Kenny and I had gotten the video game, which was pretty awesome. It was very good stuff. Hard. Um, it's one of those puzzle games where you have to, you know, collect pieces and figure out puzzles and do, you know, little tricky things to get to the next stage. Sort of a story sort of a thing. Um, and that prompted getting the novel in hopes that, you know, by reading the novel, we would get some insight into how to crack some of these codes and get past some of the pieces of the, the video game, uh, which was met with limited success, as a side note. Um, but I feel like when... I can't remember if, it, if the, the audio cassette came with the video game or if you bought the book, it came with... It was like a single cassette. Like, it wasn't the whole book on tape. It was like a, a sample for you. Um, and again, this would have been... Uh, late 90s, so cassettes were still very much a thing. I mean, my my means of portable listening capacity were was a, a, a Walkman. Um, I may have also had a Discman, but cassettes were very much part of uh, my zeitgeist at the time, a thing that happened. Um, and it was definitely, you know, pre-digital, pre mp3s and downloads and all that so it would have made sense for them to have sent out you know a cassette segment of an audiobook to try and entice people um which is very good it was it was a very good you know audiobook very well well produced and so forth um but i think that's the only actual book on tape i've ever actually you know a thrown money towards and b taken part in and I guess throwing money at is maybe not even right, because like I said, I think it came as like a, a bonus item with either the book or the game. So I guess technically I didn't pay for it, per se. Um, but I acquired it in what we'll call honestly. Um, nowadays, um, a lot of the, the audiobook content that I get my hands on um, is via the library. Um, there, there's a bit of a progression there as well uh, as time has gone by. Um, because even back in, oh boy, 92, 93, when I worked at the library, um, the library had an extensive collection of actual books on tape. Um, you know, cassettes. Uh, you know, this book, here you go, it's 24 cassettes. Oh, geez. Um, which seems cumbersome, but, you know the public library it, it's it's a beautiful thing that caters to to multiple audiences uh you know in the same sense that you know we had a lot of books also available as large print editions uh you know we also had them as book on tape because some people you know maybe they don't read so well or maybe they're you know have busy lives and can't sit down to read but commute and can slap those cassettes you know into the tape deck in their car as they go to and fro, much like I do today, except they're not cassettes, it's, you know, coming off of my phone. Um, but point being, I had, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I never got into them myself because I, you know, at the time enjoyed reading. And when I did listen to things, as previously mentioned, you know, it was on my Walkman. 
Um, I think books on tape are a viable option for the commuter uh, back in the day um, because, you know, you were in a car. You were able to haul all, you know, 17 to 24 cassettes with you in the passenger seat. And when you finished one, you pop it out, grab another, ain't no thing. Um, Going on a walk through the streets of Martin's Ferry with, you know, multiple cassettes is less than ideal, uh, you know, for recreational walking, which is what I was doing. Um, And I know, you know, I think I tried it once, maybe. And it's like, okay, cool. Flip the tape over, finish that one. All right, cool. Now I got nothing until I get home. And I'm just not into carrying a bunch of, you know, extra cassettes. Um, So I didn't really partake in that at the time. But like I said, had exposure to them, knew what they were about. Um, And boy, fast forward, you know, a whole mess of years, probably, eh, I don't know, early 2000s. I'm out of the Navy. I'm in Florida. The digital age has come upon us to where MP3 is the norm and I've got MP3 players and so on and so forth. Um, And once again, I'm at the local library there, you know, in St. Petersburg, Florida. And they have, you know, I think they still called them books on tape, even though they were on CD. Um, I don't know if that's just people being lazy or if that was the actual name of the company was books on tape uh, or what it was. But same thing, audiobooks uh, available in uh, compact disc form. And uh, I, did, I did start to check those out. Um, it was, again, I'm not carrying around a bunch of CDs. That's not really my jam. But at that point, we had the technology where, you know, while I was at home in the evenings, I can throw the, the CD into the computer box, rip it off as an MP3, load all those bad boys up onto my MP3 player, bing, bang, boom, ready to roll. Um, and so I listened to a lot of stuff there, but to get back to sort of the main point I was trying to make originally is, you know, those were all free. Those were checked out from the library and enjoyed. You know, I guess technically I paid taxes, which in a long circuitous route meant that I paid for them, but it's not like I specifically laid down money to the, you know, publishers, etc., for, you know, what I was enjoying. Um, And various people may have various uh, thoughts and attitudes on that, um, as they're well entitled to. Um, I'm fond of libraries and people being able to, you know, check stuff out and it not costing them anything. Um, Audiobooks are included as part of that for me. Um, You know, if you're an author who's writing stuff and who has, you know, subsequently put out audiobooks, you take, you have a beef with your stuff being lent out for free. I'm not really sure what to tell you. Like, it, it, it's a thing. It, it, and in my opinion, it should be a thing. And no, you're not making money off of it. But people are enjoying your works. And uh, finding out maybe, you know, if they like you or don't. Uh, you know, and if they do, perhaps at some point they will purchase your items for themselves rather than rely on, you know, the library for them. Like I said, I don't know that I have a an answer for that. I have an opinion, but not really a whole lot of point in belaboring that too much. Um, but I got a lot of audiobooks that way via the the CD 
and often more often than not ripping those CDs to MP3s and listening to them that way. Um, I guess the next step in the evolution there was probably when I got here to Columbus, our library actually has digital lending options uh, where they've got a whole catalog of uh, ebooks and audiobooks that you can check out digitally. Um, I've gotten a bunch of ebooks that somehow rig into Amazon's, um, you know, lending capabilities to where they're owned by the library, but you actually check them out from Amazon, and they have expiration dates just like normal library books, and you can, you can read them, and then they just poof, vanish from your device. Um, and like I said, they also have audiobooks. Uh, pretty decent, wide collection of audiobooks. Um, that again, there's an app you can get on your phone, um, you know, download those bad boys, listen to them, they have expiration dates, and then they just, you know, mysteriously vanish, um, and become available for the next person, which is, it's pretty awesome, and like I said, that's, that's primarily how I get my audiobook on these days, and so... All that to come around and say the reason I'm in between audiobooks right now is, you know, because it's a library. They have a wide collection. You can see what is what there is that they they have in the general sense. But you're still limited to what is currently available. Because they've got, you know, limited numbers of these and only so many people can check them out at a time. You gotta wait for your turn. Just like you do with, you know, physical things at the library. Um Luckily, the interface lets you filter out to, oh, show me just audiobooks and what is available now. And you can filter by subject and author and all that fun stuff. But the past couple of days as I've been going, I don't know, if there's just nothing currently available that's really speaking to me of, ooh, 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 I want to, you know, read slash listen to this. So rather than settle for something I may or may not be interested in, I've just kind of given it a pass. Um, so that's why... The audiobooks piece. Uh, I just got to the restaurant of my choice for lunch, so I'm gonna pause this, and we will resume after I have completed my midday uh, consumables. All right, so finished with lunch, and now the journey back to the office, and the continuation of whatever in the heck it was I was talking about. Um, I believe it's audiobooks kind of finished up the audiobooks segment of the ramble, more or less. Um, while I was eating, it uh, occurred to me that I'd forgotten. I actually did have a, uh, a brief experience with Audible for audiobooks. Uh, you know, because every... I don't know about nowadays, but it seemed like there was a long period there where if you were listening to a podcast, you were guaranteed to get hit with, you know, an advertisement and an offer code for some free Audible. Um, that's just how that worked. Um, I was like, sure, why not? I like audiobooks. I want to, you know, help support this podcast. I can't even remember which one it was at this point, but I'll, I'll sign up, sure. Um, and did the free trial thing, listened to a few books on that, which was fine. It's good. Uh, no complaints, but at the time I was more into podcasts than audio books and spending money for credits for something that I didn't really need at the time 
when I don't know that I necessarily had the extra money at the time to do that. Didn't make sense, so I canceled the the free whatever. Um, and frankly, I'd forgotten all about them, really, until just now. Um, but this concludes our nonsense of audiobooks and sort of segues fairly well into the podcast topic. Because um, normally, when I'm not listening to audiobooks on the, way, on, the, on the trip to and from work or, or what have you, um, I would slide into podcasts. Um, obviously, I enjoy podcasts um, as I produce one myself. It'd be a little hypocritical otherwise. Um, but um, I've always enjoyed podcasts ever since they were a thing. <laughs> um, uh, I guess when, when podcasts started, I did not have an Apple thing. <laughs> to play them on. Uh, so I had to go old school and go to the people's websites and download their MP3s and then load them up onto, you know, my player and go that route with it. So subscriptions weren't really a thing for me. It was sort of a manual retrieval sort of situation. But it was good. Um, I would say probably the earliest podcast that I got into pre actual podcast app time frame uh, would be one called Writing Excuses, which I'm fairly certain is still in existence uh, today. I've kind of gotten out of the habit of listening to it, and so I'm behind in a, you know, span of time that can be, you know, described in years rather than episodes, uh, but I know they're still out there. I know they're still recording them. And it was like a 15-minute podcast about writing. Um, at the time, it was sort of specifically around genre fiction, like science fiction, fantasy, horror, that sort of a thing. Um, like tips and tricks for writing, writers or aspiring writers or you know, that sort of thing. Um, and it was like 15 minutes long. Um, you know, and it, and it was good stuff. Um, what with the consideration and the plan to, again, refocus on some writing efforts, I may go back and revisit those. We'll see. Um, not relevant to this particular portion of the tale. It's more of that, I think, was probably my first podcast. Um, and frankly, if you're interested in writing, uh, I suggest you check it out. Like I said, every episode is 15 minutes long. Um, that's even like their tagline. It's, you know, 15 minutes long, because you're in a hurry and we're not that smart, I think is there the quote for that one. And it's good. It's funny. It's entertaining. Uh, it's educational. It's good stuff. Um, and then I think shortly, I think there, thereabouts, when I got, you know, my actual first iPhone and podcasts app and can start subscribing to things, there were a bunch there. Um, I'd bounce around, try new things, whatever. Um, and generally, you know, enjoy the format. It's it's nice. Uh, it's like a very focused talk radio situation that doesn't necessarily involve sports or political nonsense, which, as far as radio talk shows are concerned, that tends to be how those go. Um, but no, you, you, I can find a podcast that all they do is talk about War Machine or Hordes. Um, you know, there are all sorts of podcasts about Dungeons & Dragons or... You know, this goofy, like any sort of weird niche thing you can think of, 
there's probably a podcast for it, um, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, even podcasts about, you know, just dudes hanging out, chatting, or, you know, perhaps just talking to themselves on their, you know, way to and from work. Uh, or maybe even one where dude's just out on a walk on his lunch break talking uh, about podcasts. These are all available, um, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, I'm a big fan. The problem, it's not so much a problem, but it, it, you, you'll see what I mean, hopefully. The, the, the issue with podcasts with me presently is podcasts, a lot of them tend to be episodic in nature and not in the... I mean, all of them are episodic in nature, I guess. But, you know, they often, you know, go from one to the next. There's a through line. There's, you know, things happening. And if you miss one, it's kind of like missing an episode, you know, in an ongoing series of television where you're kind of left out. Or if you, you know, you can... They're available. You can go and watch them. But now you're, like, behind um, and have to catch up. Uh, which is not a thing I'm fond of. And when when you enjoy audiobooks the way that I do, I like to, you know, get an audiobook, listen to it on my way to and from work or whatever, um, until it's done and then move on to the next one. Well, you know, depending on how much I'm driving and so forth, you know, that might be, you know, a couple of days. If it's a particularly long book, it might be, you know, a week or whatever. In which case, while I'm listening to audiobooks, I am sort of by definition not listening to podcasts. Um, and so you've got the option to you know, sort of fall behind. Um, which is, you know, for me, a bit of a problem because I don't like to, you know, have a, a, a heavy sort of back catalog that I need to catch up on before I can, you know, enjoy current events. Um, which has kind of made it so I don't listen to as many podcasts as I once did. Um, you know, particularly, you know, certain specific podcasts. Um, there's a podcast that Abby listens to. She's got a whole laundry list of that podcast that she listens to, uh, you know, that release, you know, daily or weekly or whatever. Uh, one of her favorites um, which I do recommend to everybody because it's very enjoyable. Um, it's called TBTL. Um, stands for Too Beautiful to Live. It's a couple of dudes, um, you know, in the, the Pacific Northwest, you know, West Coast dudes who just kind of get on and talk about whatever. Um, I, I have a hard time pinning down exactly what the theme of their show would would be other than Two dudes hanging out talking about stuff. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's good stuff. Um, you know, they've been at it for years now. Um, like I said, I very much enjoy it. Um, my problem, again, if you want to call it a problem, is they, you know, put out an episode every day, Monday through Friday. Um, and they normally go for hour, hour and a half-ish, I believe. Um, which is longer than my commute to and from work every day. So given that that's where I do my listening, like the nature of my work is such that I can't put in headphones and listen to a podcast and get work done. 
Like I know Abby does that. Uh, I know there are other people. Their their brains are, you know, wired differently than mine. You know, better in this circumstance, uh, to where they can, you know, listen to people talking on a podcast and still, you know, type emails. I can't. I can't do that. Uh, you know, if, if I tried doing that, next thing I know, I'm typing whatever the people are saying. I'm a transcriptionist. Uh, I can't do that. Like, um, I can listen to audiobooks and podcasts, like, when I'm in my basement painting miniatures. Like, that I can pull off. I can do it when I'm driving. But if I need to actively have attention somewhere, it's either on the podcast or audiobook, or the actual task at hand. Um, so, my window of opportunity to listen to things is pretty much my commute. And if your podcast for the day is inherently longer than the time that I'm going to be in the car for the day, I am just automatically going to be behind. Like, right out the jump. Um, which is unfortunate, because I really enjoy, you know, their show. But, like I said, on a daily basis, I would immediately have to start the day by, final, by finishing up the previous days which just puts me further behind for that days. And it sort of steamrolls, uh, snowballs, etc., uh, which is not great. Um, add to that that, you know, again, they're putting them out Monday through Friday. My commutes are Monday through Friday. Like, if I devoted all of my listening time to TBTL and nothing else, I then couldn't hear any other podcasts <laughs> or listen to any audiobooks or in those, you know, instances where I'm in the mood to listen to music, do that. Or again, I'm immediately behind. Um, which again, is unfortunate, because I really enjoy the show. I just can't commit. Um, it's, it's too much. Um, so Abby listens, because she's always enjoyed them. Uh, she listens on my behalf. She shares things as they happen. She'll play me snippets. Um, and... Oftentimes when we're on, on road trips um, and we're all going to be in the car for, you know, an extended period of time, she'll, she'll plug into the, the stereo in the car and she'll have podcasts to listen to. And TBTL is often one of the options. I'll be like, oh, yeah, let's do that because, hey, I'm going to be in the car for two hours and I can listen to a whole one. Um, and luckily theirs don't, I don't want to say they don't have any continuity because it's you know, two guys talking and it's an ongoing sort of conversation. But if you just catch an episode at random, it's not, it's not like hopping into, you know, season three, episode four of Lost, you know, trying to catch in midstream. Like you, they're talking about stuff. Like you, it's easy to kind of hop in and out. Um, so those are enjoyable. So I still, you know, sort of get my fix that way. Um, but all of that to sort of illustrate the point that it's hard for me at this stage to get into following podcasts too hardcore. Because um, again, I, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Um, and since, well, let's see, uh, October of last year, I've been putting out my own. <laughs> um, so there's a day or two a week where my commute is, you know, Rather than listening to a podcast, I'm recording one. Um, like I said, it just makes it hard to kind of keep up on the podcasts. Uh, despite my intense um, affection and championship for 
the podcast com, uh, you know, con concept. Um, forgot how to talk there for a second. Sorry. Um, not great in a podcaster, I know, but somehow you're still here with me, and I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I think that's the the quick air quotes quick spiel on on podcasts and how I currently don't have one of those. Uh, I'm listening to at the moment. Um, there was a third thing. The third thing I do. My next go-to for when I don't have an audio book. Yes, music. Um, at some point, Eric and I assure you, there will be a podcast from the two of us that speaks in detail about iTunes and smart playlists and cool stuff like that. Um, and I don't want to pirate too much information from that. But I can give you the, the quick and dirty. And that is that... I'm kind of a crazy person when it comes to the metadata for my, my music, my, my digital uh, musical collection, all the MP3s that I've got in the iTunes. Um, I get pretty intense with the metadata, so let's just say that, uh, you know, making sure all the, you know, the names are right and the track, you know, track names are correct and, you know the year of release and the album name and, you know, finding all the art, uh, you know, all of that stuff, um, I take pretty seriously and probably spend way too much time doing. Um, <coughs> one aspect of that is sort of the, the ratings for the song, you know, so, you know, you can go into iTunes and give like one to five stars. I think they implemented some sort of heart thing you can do now that I have not crossed that bridge yet because I feel like that's just a uh, that's a whole additional pile of yak shaving I don't know that I need to get into at this stage of my life but you can rate all your songs um, and I leverage that in the smart playlists in iTunes um, to kind of guide the playlist I've got um, and what I sync up to my phone or not so having this everything rated you know one to five stars plays a role there um and so whenever i get new music um from regardless of the source um and put it into itunes um you know i need to give it a rating or it won't you know fit into the mold of all of these you know playlists that i have um so i actually created a smart playlist that is songs that are not rated and basically it sort of scans the metadata on my iTunes library and any song that does not have a star rating it actually puts those into a playlist called not rated yet because you know I'm super original that way um, which I then sync to my phone and so oftentimes what will happen if I'm you know don't have an audiobook don't have a podcast I'm like cool I'll walk around and listen to music and I just fire up that playlist and as I listen to them you know I take in the music, I ponder about its various merits and qualities, and then, you know, assign it a, you know, one to five star rating, depending on how I, you know, feel about that song and how much I'm likely to want to hear it again in the future. Um, songs that I inherently just don't like, it's like, ooh, I don't care for this and never want to hear it again, gets one star. Um, things that are slightly above that, like, mm, extremely limited circumstances, but I may want to hear this again gets two. Um, 
And when I have the playlists, the way I have the playlists rigged in terms of syncing them to my phone, any song that's rated one or two stars just doesn't make the cut. It, it, it won't ever sync to my phone, therefore I won't hear them again. And it sort of makes it so that if I put things on shuffle, I'm reasonably assured that what I'm going to end up hearing is something that I would like to hear. Um, you know, I've got other playlists that go off of, you know, obviously three's middle of the road, four are songs I really like, fives are songs that, you know, are just awesome and I really just love the crap out of and will listen to over and over and over and over and over again. So I've got playlists that, you know, take that into account um, as well. But you have to rate your songs for any of that to work. So uh, like I said, I'll cue up the playlist, listen, give it a rating, um, and just work my way through until everything, you know, has a rating in it. Um, and I sync them back up to my computer and off to my various, you know, iPhones that are now glorified MP3 players. And we're all good. Um, I uh, haven't gotten a lot of new music lately. Um, I did acquire a whole mess of Iron Maiden. I think it's probably like their first five or six albums, maybe, at this stage. Because, um, of course, you know, in 2018, I will discover Iron Maiden for the first time and decide that mm, this is not too bad. Um, so those were all in the, you know, to be rated list. And I've just, crap, I want to say it was like two days ago, out on a walk, finished rating the rest of those. So my entire, you know, iTunes library now has a rating on it. And until I get new music, there's no reason for me to do any of it. So um, I could just listen to music. But instead, today, I've opted to, you know, podcast as I walk around, you know, German Village in Columbus. So, um, I think that finally wraps up what was essentially a meandering side note for some of my opening statements. Um, I don't really know that I've got much more to say on that topic. Um, and I've been out and about and away from the office for about an hour. And I'm going to start making my way back to the office, which involves me going back into the busy streets section of things, where it's probably going to get stupid noisy. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, thanks for, uh, you know, coming on a walk with me to lunch. Um, hope it, hope you enjoyed it. Hope that was, you know, fun and informational and whatnot for you. Um, I, uh, you know, thank you for joining in, and until next time, uh, I hope you all have a good one. And that's it.